Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. So this podcast is brought to you by Zana. And Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes. Hey guys, this is Sean and Dr. Allison House with the Authentic Dentist Podcast. And again, we're always excited because we're always sharing something that we love, we believe in, and we have a lot of conviction about. So today we're going to talk about a lot of the year is ahead of us. And uh, we know whoever we're talking to out there, you are ambitious. You're a dentist. You're in the dental community. And you have a lot of things you want to get done in 2022. So today we're going to talk about what you need to do to get there and just pretty much how to set goals and how to do that effectively. So if you've heard our other podcasts, you know that every year I have a a goal setting meeting with my office. And so we did that two weeks ago and we do it at my house and we spend about a full day going through personal goals, office goals. But it was interesting because it's almost a little scary to think after we set our 2020 goals and then everything just crashed, you know, what is, what is 2022 going to look like? How can we set ourselves up for success? It was, it was a very different conversation. Well, yeah, because in 2020, you probably set goals normal because we didn't know COVID was going to hit the way it did. But then 2021, it's like, okay, COVID's here. We don't know how long. (laughs) We didn't know it was going to be the whole year, but some people thought it would be. So last year was probably really strange. And now this year, it's like, is it going to be 2021 all over again? (laughs) Like, it's probably hard to know. It's hard to know. And so we set goals, but then we talked a lot about the systems that it would require in order to to achieve those goals. So we didn't want to just be pie in the sky. Um, So those are the practice goals. And the systems you're saying are um, what, what holds those things up in the practice? Yeah. And then trying to, you know, you always evaluate what happened last year. Well, last year we had a lot of team issues. Um, People were out sick and then we lost team members and we had temporary assistants come in who some of them were fabulous and some of them were not. And so what is, is that going to continue into 2022? I don't know. Salaries went up quite a bit. Um, Expenses went up quite a bit. And so there isn't as much play as there used to be. It was a tough year. Yeah, and I think part of, I think even what we, you, you mentioned to um, Dr. Metcalf, and if you guys didn't hear that episode, um, it was really great. Again, just a big shout out to Dr. Jessica Metcalf. Um, but I know you asked her, like, hey, do you think uh, staffing is going to be an issue moving forward? Um, because I sp- specifically for hygienists, I think it was really, it's been v- very difficult with COVID because they are like the front line in the mouth. And I, I, I don't know, it's just, it seemed like a lot of offices were like, I can't find good people. And there was just tons of shortages. So is that kind of like the fear? Like, is that going to happen this year? 
Absolutely, it's a fear. This isn't a new problem. Um, we've had a shortage of team members for years. The last five years, people have been retiring quicker, quicklier, quicklier, <laughs> quicker, quicker than we had um, people graduating. So in 2020, people just left the profession. They were ready to retire. They just left. So now there's a serious team shortage. So part of that, um, like I said, you're, you're kind of thinking, how are you going to adjust to what could happen this year? And that's what probably never was in the planning meeting before because there wasn't these like nationwide coulds. You know, are there going to be shortages? Is there going to be quarantines? Is there going to be people that are scared to come to the dentist? Um, people getting laid off so maybe they don't have disposable income to go to the dentist, like all, all sorts of stuff that you didn't have to think about before. Um, are you putting in sort of like um, like plan Bs just in case? Like how, how did that actually impact the outcome of your goal planning session? We decided we were going to plan as if it was a normal year. Okay, so no contingencies. No contingencies. We're just going to do the things that we know we need to do that are the best practices for us. And you've already learned how to adapt when you need to, as you need to, right? Like, like we, we discovered dentistry is resilient. Your practice is great. Your team is resilient. So even though there's always unknowns, you probably have a decent amount of confidence that you guys are going to be able to handle it. I mean, what are the choices? I guess I could close my business and retire, but I'm a little young. I don't know what I'd do with my life. You love dentistry, Dr. House. I do. <laughs> there's I do. no retiring. <laughs> But I still have to have a viable business. So so how much of these goals are professional? Because it sounds like you also really care about your team members and uh, them also setting personal goals. So we always start the time with personal goals. And we go through five goals. Um, personal, professional, financial, physical, and spiritual goals. And I just try and make it broad. You know, they don't have to give specifics. But I, I do want them to think about how are they going to be better in a year because that impacts how the practice is too. If every one of us improves every year, the practice improves too. Yeah, I think that's a very holistic view on um, yeah, just your people. And, and that matters because if your people are whole and they're aligned with what they care about, um, you'll just be able to have a much better culture, um, and I think that's why your your team is so special. It's because of the way you, you do lead and do this. Um, so you have so many things to do. You're busier than, than ever, but you also have all these goals. How do you manage that tension? Well, like I said, I, I do feel like some of it's delegation. So part of that meeting is about empowering my team. They're, they have goals, and they all have professional goals, too, and I really want to get that out and find out what are their professional goals, who do they want to be, what skills do they want to learn, and if they say they want to learn something, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> let's get you that skill because that means it's off of my, my shoulders. Uh, the other thing is, is just bigger. Like, we, we bought a CEREC last year, and it arrived in January. Oh, that was a long time. I, I bought a CBCT also in September. It might be here in February. That's been an interesting dynamic. But learning how to use that is really important. And, you know, now I have to find time to really be able to utilize that machine. So how do you handle that? Do you just block certain time? Like, are you just going to say, hey, like there's going to be a, a weekend? Or do you just kind of like chunk it out? How do you do that? Well, in the past, which doesn't work, by the way, 
I would be like, well, whenever I have time, when there's a cancellation, I'll work with this machine or I'll do this. That doesn't work because it just seems like somebody's always calling me. There's always a phone call that has to be made. There's a bill that has to be taken care of. Hygiene needs me. Never in the middle of the day do I have an hour to dedicate to anything. doesn't work. Whenever I have time, that's definitely not. Yeah. It is not a viable choice. No. Uh, I think as the adage goes, if it's not planned, it, it's not going to happen. Like if it's not on the calendar, the odds of it happening consistently are not good. They're not good. So you end up scheduling then your learning? So I schedule a half an hour every day. Some of the, I watch a lot of YouTube videos there's a lot of websites on how to use this machine. Um, I am going to a class over a weekend. I, I plan to do another two of those this year. But yeah, it's on my calendar for half an hour every day in order to learn. I don't know how else I'm going to get this done. It's just, it's just not possible any other way unless I, I set up a system to make sure. Otherwise, it just feels like this huge overarching goal that I can't possibly achieve. Yeah, I really, I think it makes so much sense that what you're talking about is like, you fit it into something you're doing daily. And I think any high achiever, um, someone that's focusing on high performance is always trying to think like, how can I maximize my day and kind of the rhythm of the day, um, that feeling of that. But then at the same exact time, if we take a step back, I know you're also probably thinking about like over the year, what is it you're doing now in this quarter versus like in, in quarter three. Um, so how does that play into, you know, the way, in, in the way that you're structuring your goals? Yeah. Well, just like lifting weights, you have an end goal in mind and then you kind of have to just tough through the hard stuff. And that's just a, a habit every single day or several times a week, whatever it is in order to get to your goal. You had a really interesting insight, though. You were talking about speed reading. Can you share that? Yeah. Um, so, so basically with me, it's like, you know, I, I'm not a dentist. Um, I don't have a practice. Um, I have a, a company here that for the longest time was thinking like a small business, and, and now we think like a, a startup. Um, but anyway, it's in dentistry. We love dentistry. But, um, yeah, it's just it's different the way that everything I approach has to do with um, – with strategy. And, and it's much like you, Allison, like you're thinking of your day in terms of being strategic. You're thinking of your investment and your resources in terms of how strategic it is. But like my whole thought was like, if I know that books were going to be key to my success in life over a decade, two decades, then it makes sense to bite the bullet and invest in speed reading, even if that was an investment for a year. It's kind of like, why is it that people get an education? You know, aside from something where it's like, well, you literally can't practice dentistry unless you have a license. Um, for other people or professions where you don't actually need a license to do it, you do it because you invest in the education so that then you have freedom um, to be able, you know, later in life to, to accomplish what you're wanting to accomplish. But back to kind of more of the whole speed reading thing is that um, I was just playing a game the other day with my kids. Um, I know, Allison, you you guys always what, played Pandemic as a family. We did. That was a lot of fun. So I love, you know, games with strategy like Settlers of Catan. And um, one of the games we got recently because we're birders is Wingspan. So it's a strategy game and it just has to do with birds. <laughs> um, it's quite fun. But anyway, there's four rounds and uh, effectively 
um, each round there's a certain amount of turns. So there's basically like 25 turns. And this last game, in the very last turn, I got probably like 30% of my points in, in one turn because I'd been building everything so that at the very last chance I could maximize my points and beat my children, which is what a good dad has to do. <laughs> no, no mercy there. Um, but I think of, I think of um, my goals in the same exact way. What foundations are not in place that need to be in place so that um, I can then go on to the, the next thing I'm doing. And a lot of the times, like if you think of foundational work, it, it's similar to, um, like if you're looking at a tree, it's similar to how, how deep do you want your roots to go? And some people might be like, oh, look, nothing's sprouting up yet. Oh, look, we're looking at that garden and there's nothing that looks beautiful. Well, but you don't understand. I'm setting it up so when it matters, everything's going to sprout. It's going to look beautiful and it's really going to take off. So don't, don't be too quick to judge me right now when you can't see anything. It's all about the quality of the roots, the quality of the foundation and setting things up because you know we are in a battle right now for our time. Everybody in dentistry has responsibilities. They have family that they care about. They have friends, they have relationships, they have their health they're managing. And the one thing we all have equal amount of is 24 hours a day. And what we decide to do with that time this year is what's going to make the difference. So how is it that when you're wrestling with this like radical prioritization, how, like what makes you decide to say yes to something or like kind of say no to something kind of like take us into that process a little bit. Well, you just hit on something so profound for me. JD, my son, loves to play games, and he always beats the pants off me every single time. And it's because he says I'm greedy, which means that in the beginning, I'm going to use my best moves. I'm going to go out there, and he's like, Mom, you're being greedy. You need to just set yourself up so at the end, you can just take all the cards. Oh, and then I get greedy again. (laughs) But it's a game. But the reality is that we all do that in life. You know, I want it all now. I want the practice to make all this money. I want to be this phenomenal dentist. And I really don't want to spend the time investing in whatever it is I need to learn. And we all do that. We want it now instead of, okay, I'm going to just keep keep putting this in because I know it's going to pay huge dividends later. You know, and going back to those episodes we had on uh, Tom Brady, <laughs> Um, it, it is football season and he's in the playoffs. Um, so it, it's kind of appropriate, but you're such a Tom Brady fan. <laughs> I, I, I am. If I can weave him into, you know, there were some days where I would successfully weave him into every business conversation with my team <laughs> for like 21 days. And they're like, Oh my gosh, here it comes again. But <laughs> I love it. Um, there he is. And there are stories about in the off season, people showing up to the training facility either early or like late on a Friday night and seeing the lights on and being like, what is going on? And all of a sudden they go in and they'd see Brady and he's either watching film or he's doing dropbacks in the gym with his bands and just going through his, his, um, throwing motion. And it's like, you're not even a starting quarterback right now. And it's like, what was he doing? He knew the second he had the chance, he was never going to lose the opportunity to lead because he was doing the work to make sure, like, he, he was already winning before he was a winner because he was laying, and, and no one saw it. You know what I'm saying? It's everything he did in private and hiddenness and secret when no one even knew. He was just putting in the hours. He was being so strategic. If only I can do this and then do this and sharpen my mind, 
my mind and take care of my body and do all these things. And now that's why he's 44 years old. <laughs> and there's no, there's no argument. He's, you know, I don't even know. He's got seven Super Bowl rings or something. It's insane. So the moral of the story is, yeah, play for the end game, play for the long game. So even though this is the benefit of not being a corporation is a corporation is I have to report and hit all the quarterly marks because I have a board to report to. And that board might remove me from my position of authority if I don't meet these. So it's a, the way it's set up, it's very tricky because it almost forces some element of short-sightedness. Ooh, maybe that's where we got greedy. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like the board and the investors need to know that we're on track and that we're, keep, we're getting returns right now. Where we have the luxury of saying, you know what? Um, we can do things today... And the win can be in nine months, but if we trust the course, we are going to have a great win in nine months or a great win in 14 months. And that's what you see really great coaches do sometimes, you know, with Moneyball or, or some of these circumstances where they're like, you just need to trust. We have this plan. It's going to work. We're going to build this roster. We're going to right the wrong, lead the ship. Um, and it does take time. And it's so funny because you might be greedy in games with JD, but you have a very patient outlook in life, Allison. So I just need just need to acknowledge that. <laughs> I, I try. I, I, it's a learning process all the time. But you have to share with your team that piece too. You can't just not produce very much for a little while, and your team will freak out. You've got to you've got to set the vision. That's one of the most important things leaders do: is set the vision. They know what you're going to do, and you still have to produce. I mean, there's still rent and payroll. But taking that extra time, and it doesn't have to be a ridiculous amount of time. I'm telling you, it's a half an hour every day. Taking that extra time, like Tom Brady did, to make yourself better, to invest in yourself, to make yourself better, that's worth doing. But you have to be strategic. It can't just be all over the place. There was that like 20-year study. Now, please don't quote me on this because this is something where the conclusion's correct, but the details of what I remember are probably not. Some long study was done with children and um it was something where we can give you right now like one cookie today but if you wait four or five days we'll give you like four or or maybe even like it, it was something disproportionate where they would get like a dollar today or ten dollars in three days and um most like 90 percent of the kids took the dollar today instead of the ten dollars in three days but the study was done over like 15 20 years and they tracked and they found that the it was the single greatest um, predictor of the success of these kids and the ones that were able to delay gratification and realize they'd get a bigger win later were the ones that actually were successful in life rather than the ones that took the short little, you know, immediate thing today. So that's like you have decisions every single day. Netflix, YouTube, learning. Netflix, uh, Hulu, or a book uh, or a masterclass on what it is you need to learn to invest in yourself. And one of them is going to give you a lot more dopamine. It's going to make you feel a lot better, just like the Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> but it's not aligned with where you want to be. And that's where it's like we all have this crazy game of how do we prioritize what we really care about? Because like I just said, we only have a certain amount of time and we can't say yes to everything. Um, and I just said, like Allison and I, we know we have a plumb line and that is 
Is it in alignment with fulfillment? And is it aligned with who we want to be and who we are? Like it has to do with authenticity, even in our goals. Like you can't set your sight on something that isn't going to bring fulfillment. Um, it's, it's almost like that's part of the criteria of how I judge. Is this worth investing in or not? Um, is there part of a criteria or framework that you end up sharing with your team when it comes to like, we have all these opportunities, but we obviously can't say yes to all of them. I, I try and just set the vision on who, who are we going to be in a year? Who are we today? We sort of evaluate that. And who do we want to be in a year? And there have been some years where I really like who we are and where we are. And so there hasn't been a lot of change in like the practice. Whereas the last two years, there's been a lot of growth. We did a remodel. Um, we bought some equipment. There's been some big growth. But that's, that's just an evaluation. I do want to just touch on, though, what you said about Netflix. <laughs> Somebody told me a long time ago that it's, it's a zoning out that we like to do. And that, that dopamine feels good to just zone out. But it's not actually good for us. That the Netflix, whenever you're doing something that just allows you to totally zone out and do nothing with your brain, it feels good, but it's not good for you. It's not good for you. You don't necessarily have to be learning, but doing something with friends or family or something where you're having connection with people or a learning gives you more, um, more dopamine for the, for the long term. Interesting. So, so the, the comment here was actually about, um, like the health mentally in a, in a long-term sense that zoning out is actually counterproductive, um, when it comes to just overall health, um, and overall performance because right. we're wanting peak performance here. We want peak performance, but in truth, our days are really tough, Sean. Um, managing a lot of people all day, we give and we give and we give, and we don't always get much back because people are scared and angry and there's a lot happening. So it is easy to go home and watch Netflix instead of read a book because that requires so much more energy. But the reality is it, the Netflix is not doing anything to help us. It's not helping our mental health. Our mental health would be better served with doing something hands-on exercise or a relationship where there's, we're receiving a little bit more. You can still give, but you need to receive a little bit more because our jobs are such that we don't get a lot of receiving. Well, I think what you just said was, um, again, very, like also very profound. Um, you know, our last two episodes touched on burnout. And here we're talking about goals and accomplishment and what we want to get done this year. But yet it is so important, like what you just acknowledged, like dentistry is, is tough. And it's not just in a um, high level way. It literally is just, it doesn't, it's not hard to realize just a day <laughs> in the op, like is difficult. It can be physically exhausting, mentally exhausting, emotionally exhausting. And I think that's so prudent and wise that it's good to rest, but zoning out doesn't necessarily mean you're going to also recover. So how can you recover? How can you recuperate? And how can you get refreshed in that time of rest instead of it being something you think is doing those things, but you're saying zoning out really isn't actually as beneficial as we think it is. It, it really isn't. Facebook, um, video games, they're, they're just not the same as human interaction, real human interaction. You're not getting that, that emotional support that you actually need. I love it. So the takeaway is we want you to succeed. 
this year with your goals and prioritizing, making sure that they're fulfilled um, or they're going to be something that's going to bring fulfillment to you. And at the same exact time with this caution, it's like set up your rest, set up your times of refreshing where you can actually just make genuine connection because we know you have friends, you have family, you have people that are meaningful in your life. And we don't always take the time to just get to um, let that person know that we care about them or, or find out how they're doing. Um, so I think that's just such a awesome encouragement. So that's what we want to encourage you with uh, today. Um, so yeah, we just uh, hope that you absolutely just crush it this year in 2022. Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic. Thank you.